Welcome to Delera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native professionals. My name is Paula, and I am co-hosting this show with Simon. In this podcast, we're going to be covering communication advice and tips to help express yourself with confidence in English and professional settings. So we hope you enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back for our third episode of Talera Talks. Um, this is Simon, and I'm joined with Paula. Paula, how are you doing? Hi, Simon. I'm great. Happy to do another episode. Yeah, absolutely, and happy Friday! Happy Friday! Woo. <laughs> um, so uh, today, our topic: um, presenting in English. Um, I'd like to start this episode with a quote I found on Harvard Business Review that I thought was really interesting. Um, it says, even native English speakers often anticipate disaster when making presentations. Um, but for non-native speakers, the anticipatory and situational anxiety associated with their unique challenges, uh, these challenges being understandable, um, choosing the right words, speaking spontaneously, uh, they can be overwhelming. Moreover, if these concerns interfere with your willingness or ability to make business presentations, the impact can be career limiting. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty kind of a heavy quote to start, um, but it is something something that we see from a lot of our clients, right? Yeah, it's super interesting. It, it was it was super interesting to read. It's something we know, but it's important to remind it that it is presentations the topic we have today is something that is not pleasurable for anyone not mm -hmm. for non-native speakers but also for native speakers so that's something to to point out and mm -hmm. today we talked that we, we said that we wanted to start with those challenges or fears that we see from our clients our learners mm -hmm. yeah and it's, it's usually around the same things, you know, we, I, at least for me, I, I come into contact with so many of these, so many of our students who are so competent in their, in their daily lives, what they're doing in their professional lives. And they come to me with these, with these fears, like, this just general lack of confidence or imposter syndrome, right? This, I don't know if I really uh, deserve to be speaking and, and, you know, kind of explaining this concept to all these people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also the fear of not being understood. Will they know what I'm saying? Will they understand my accent? There's a lot of worries and concern around accent and, our pronunciation expert, Lisa, hosted a webinar actually last week where she explained that accent matters, but as long as people understand you, it's fine. You don't need to be perfect. Everyone has an accent. So that's also totally fine. Right, um, right. Mm -hmm. and, and this being, yeah, this being one of, I think, at least for me in my experience, one of the most frequently asked for uh, aspects um, from students. So you know, and, and just to like, again, to say that this is a challenge for everyone, not just, uh, you know, non-native English speakers. Um, you know, I think all of us have a, 
uh, tough experience or, or, or something that we think of when we think about public speaking. It's, it's like this, yeah, really anxiety uh, riddled thing. Um, I mean, I don't have any, uh, you know, funny personal stories, but uh, do you, uh, Paula? <laughs> you want me to tell my, my embarrassing stories? <laughs> oh, yeah, stories, please. You? you must. You must. <laughs> so I used to teach at a university in Vietnam when I lived there. And the classes where it ranged, you know, from perhaps 50 students to up to what, 300. This was a class with, you know, 200 and 300 students and there was a little stage. It wasn't too high, but there was a little stage and I fell off. (laughs) (laughs) You fell off the stage. This was during or after the presentation or? It was around the beginning of the presentation. So oh, it was during. Oh, I thought it was it was like after like you were walking off. No, I move a lot. I I I, I use my body language quite a lot mm-hmm. and that was one of the moments where I overdid it probably and fell off. Mm. Wow. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're still here with us. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's that's the story that I I sometimes not always tell it, but I sometimes tell it when my students say, "Oh, I'm nervous," and I was them, "It can happen," you know. I thought it was going to be a disaster, and then I actually ended up making friends with the students. So yeah, <laughs> it turned out okay. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, today we're not necessarily going to go into the. Uh, the physical dimensions of how to av- avoid falling off of the stage, but uh, we do have some uh, some good tips, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and to provide some advice on how to deliver presentations and lose that fear, we've divided it into three main blocks, and those are what to do before the presentation, tips for during the presentation, and then even after, there's things you can do to to get better. Right. So right. And, uh, l- let's, mm-hmm. let's start with the, the first, right? What can we do before the uh, presentation in terms of, yeah, getting ready, preparing? Mm-hmm. So preparing is a very general term, but mm-hmm. one of the tips that we like to give is think of the what, why, and next. So what is your presentation about? Why should they listen to you and not look it up online or listen to a podcast like ours? And, and what next means what is supposed to happen next? Do they need to do anything? Go on a website, send you feedback. Are you going to send them the materials? So what, why, and next is so straightforward and simple. But when I ask this question to our clients, they're so thrown off and they don't know what to answer sometimes. Yeah, I think... That's one of those things, and I struggle with this all the time, is when I get an idea or something like that, it's so easy to just jump over those most basic things of, you know, what, why, and next. Those mm-hmm. are so, so basic, but it's such, it's, they're so foundational, right? And in, in terms of uh, creating something that people will understand and, and be able to, to really attach to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do you have any tips around how much you should learn? Should you write the whole thing or do, should you memorize? Yeah, that, you know, this is a good question as well that a lot of, uh, a lot of our learners ask in terms of, yeah, you know, I'm just going to 
go and, and write it all out and then I'll have an idea and I'll feel better because I can write it and, and, and change it so that it sounds more professional. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. And I always tell people, please don't try to prepare a presentation where you're reading a script. It is just the most unnatural thing ever. And, and it, you won't end up sounding more professional. If anything, your audience is going to detach because they're going to sense that something's not really right here. It doesn't seem genuine, right? It doesn't seem real. It just seems like this person is doing what he's doing, which is reading off of a script. Um, and even still, a lot of times uh, with a lot of our learners where they know that, okay, I know this material, um, but I'm going to put all of my effort into making this perfect slide, this perfect presentation. So I, I would say focus on actually knowing the material itself really well, um, more than focusing on how the presentation looks, you know, these kinds of things. Because once you're in that situation where you're on the stage and people are looking at you, at least you'll be able to win those like kind of red sirens of, you know, panic and anxiety show up. <laughs> you'll have learned the material itself so well that you can roll with that. Yes. And you also have room for improvisation because your brain is so used to the content and you know so well what you want to say that that's when your brain starts to come up with anecdotes. And that's the fun mm -hmm. thing that gets you hooked. And that's the main why should people listen to you instead of reading a, uh, an article online. Exactly. Because for, yeah, most of our students, you know what you're talking about. That's why you're up there. That's why you have the opportunities to speak there is because someone thinks you're qualified enough to speak to all these people. Mm -hmm. So trust in that and, and, and go with that. Um, so yeah, so we have right. Not, not mm -hmm. over learning. Don't script it. Right. What else can we do? Practice. Practice, 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 practice in your mind, but more importantly, verbalize it, say it out loud. And recording yourself is uncomfortable for everyone, but it works. I had never mm -hmm. tried it. I always told my students, you should record yourself. You should record yourself. And they were like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just a few of them did it. And when we started with the webinars, I hadn't done something like it before. And I said, okay, I'll use my own tip. And it was one, uncomfortable, and two, super helpful. So if you get to get over the sound of your own voice, I would say do it. Yeah. You know, this is one thing that I have to be totally honest here. Doing these podcasts, this is the first time I've actually uh, recorded myself for a long time. Um, and I've learned a lot about... <laughs> you know, not saying the word absolutely, you know, <laughs> 500 times you know, within the span of 20 minutes. So those are good learning lessons, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And then, so we have that. And then the last little tip is, I would say, get an English mindset before 30 minutes to an hour before the uh, presentation. And that could be listening to a podcast, you know, like Talera Talks, or, uh, you know, watching a show on Netflix that's, that's in English whatever you can do to get your kind of English mind, um, you know, in the zone before you go up and actually uh, speak English. So, so those are all of our kind of pre-presentation tips, what you can do uh, before. So what about uh, during? 
So for during, there's a lot of things that you can you can do to improve your presentations. But the first tip is to learn how to start, to have a mind map of what am I going to do at the beginning. So you start confident already. So welcome everyone. Introduce the people, introduce the topic, and go to the main point. Those four parts will help you have a nice start. Welcome everyone. For example, hi everyone, welcome to today's presentation. Today we'll be talking about business emails. Mm -hmm. Introduce the people. You can introduce yourself like, hi, my name is Paola and I'm a business English instructor at Telera. And perhaps even the audience. Today we have with us uh, students from all different nationalities and levels or you know, whatever the audience is, that's also helpful for everyone to understand. Introduce the topic. I'll give you uh, some best practices for business emails and a few templates. And then go to the midpoint. So a simple sentence like, all right, let's get down to business. So having those welcome, introducing people, introducing the topic and going to the main point will help you have a nice start. Yeah. And, and, and I like that concept of that the mind map is so good because it's it's not the scripting like we were talking about before it's having a kind of a little mental checklist so that when those first few minutes where exactly. you're up there on the on stage and you're like oh god oh god here we go here we go <laughs> you have that little checklist that okay okay so i welcomed introduced the people the topic and now to the main point and that can get you in the zone and going i i really like okay. that um mm -hmm. yeah so so having that, that starting template. And then another thing would be, I would say slowing down, slowing it down. And this is really, I think uh, it touches on a lot of aspects. Uh, the first would be just the general anxiety. We tend to speak a lot faster when we're really anxious, you know, um, but by slowing down, it really helps with non-native English speakers because it helps with the accent and it helps with giving you some time to really uh, think through your next thoughts. Now, I'm not saying that you should, while you're speaking, try to think steps three, four, or five ahead of you, but um, giving yourself a little bit of time to, okay, I'm, I'm going through this pattern now, now I can go to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and doing that, you know, another, with the slowing down, a tip if you're really nervous to go in is, prefacing your speech so before you really get into everything maybe after the welcome part is just to say hey you know I'm going to try to speak as clearly as possible um, as English is in my first language and really smile and maybe make a little joke about that and I think that's a good way to open it out for the audience to um, show some vulnerability and and help I mean what do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, we see that with sometimes with celebrities when they're not native speakers and they mm -hmm. admit it and they they kind of put yourself put themselves as you said in that vulnerable position and that makes them even cuter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's making yourself human. I think it's always a good tip. And you were saying that slowing down helps with your accent and also for yourself to gain time to really know what you're going to say, but also for the for the audience. We don't mind people making some little pauses so that they also have time to collect their thoughts. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, it's great. so yeah, definitely. Those are those are two really good aspects. Starting, 
um, you know, the template and then slowing down, right? Um, yeah, kind of diffusing the anxiety by saying, hey, you know, this isn't my first language. Um, and that really gets the audience on your side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then another would be not reading off of your slides. I mean, this is kind of the, the basic, uh, <laughs> you know, what you learn in school, but it's also something that a lot of people uh, get, yeah, get, uh, get hooked on just because it's like a safety net. Um, and I would say that's where the overlearning the material um, that we talked about beforehand comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else in this? Oh, section? recap, for sure. Yeah. After yeah. every section, do a little recap. And at the end, do a, a recap where you summarize the main points of the whole presentation. Yeah, yeah. So good, good. So, recap, so, summarize. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a good, you know... I would say three aspects, four aspects that during the presentation, if you keep these in, in, in your mind, it's, it's, I think I would say it's going to help a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now we're going to move to what can we do after, what can we do after the presentation? We've done it. We've walked off the stage. Woo. I'm so glad that's over. Um, now is all of our work done? No. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, not really. That's now it's your chance to actually learn from from everything you did. So one of the tips we suggest is try to ask for feedback, but that's not so easy, right, Simon? Yeah, it, it's I think a big question in that is who do you get the feedback from, right? Mm-hmm. So we we would always suggest to try and find someone you can trust. Uh, someone who who is honest and who can give you objective feedback. So in some cases that can be your manager, but sometimes it's a colleague that understands the the topic and can really provide some feedback on how you did. Yeah, and that's I think in terms of learning, this is one of the most crucial things is reflecting back on what you did and seeing what worked, what didn't work, and how can I take that and move forward? Um, Because especially with presenting, it's a skill and it takes practice, practice, practice. And and I think for a lot of people, you should jump at the chance to do this um, so that you can continue to learn and continue to grow, but be sure to reflect by, yeah, by asking for feedback and seeing what worked. For sure. And Um, ideally, that would be someone perhaps from work that can see mm. how you did in like the actual show. If not, Telera teachers also do that. So you can present your own presentation, pretending it's the actual one. And that's how we can provide feedback on the structure, the vocabulary, the language in general. Yeah, absolutely. I do that. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. See, I'm, I'm reflecting Ooh. back and learning as we go. It's I'm, working. I'm learning that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've done that recently with a couple of students where we've gone through their deck and looked at uh, what are their plans in terms of presenting. And we've kind of gone through and detailed that together. So, so yeah, so that uh, was kind of, I would say the biggest thing in terms of afterwards. Mm-hmm. So we have the pre-presentation, just as a quick recap for the pre-presentation and or before your presentation, always remember the what, why next, what is your presentation about, why should people listen to you, 
and what should happen next. Overlearn mm -hmm. the content. Be super confident about what you want to talk about. But don't script it. Don't write everything down. Otherwise, it would sound like you're just reading. Right. And, and practice through verbalization. Record yourself, even though it may be awkward, but it's a great learning technique. Um, and then get in that English mindset uh, beforehand by, yeah, listening to a podcast or what have you. Um, and then during the presentation, right, starting with the template, Paolo was discussing the welcome, introducing the people, the topic, and then going to the main point. Mm -hmm. Slowing down a little bit. It's not necessary to go super fast. It's not only not necessary, but people will understand you better if you take your time and make some pauses. Of course, mm -hmm. don't read off their slides. Tell them the story. <laughs> Right, right. And remember to recap, just like we're, we're doing now. Send them or tell them a quick summary and the main points. Right, and don't fall off the stage as well. That's a, Ideally. another one we forgot. <laughs> Ideally. Ideally. And then as the final point, right, asking for feedback, finding that person that can get you that feedback that's so important to you, finding what worked and moving forward. That's right. All right. Do we have it for today? Oh. I think that is it for today. Yeah. Um, I had a lot know, of fun. Thanks. Yeah. I had a blast and, and thanks for meeting up. Um, and we have a lot of good stuff coming up with Talera, right? We have webinars. Our blog is busier than ever. So go on the talera.com blog, check out the resources. Um, and what else? Yeah, Simon? other than that, find us on LinkedIn and... Um, okay. Yeah, please uh, ask any questions. We'd be glad to get back to you. Um, so that is, that is it for today. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners so far. We're excited to keep growing this. Um, and as always, keep learning. All right. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.